0: From the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is spot
1: <laughs> All your base are blown to us.
0: Alone. We will... We will... We will... We will... The balls are inert. Time to... And, to... and now it begins.
1: All right, everybody. You're listening to Phoenix ninety two point five FM. This is Nerd to Know basis. My name is Dara Connor, and I'm joined on the line by my co-host Keanu Calicorn. Thrilled to be back. Great to have you, man. Uh, I have to say we've been we've been kind of teasing this one and looking forward to it for a while. It's our Spider Man special uh, retrospective.
0: Yes, with the new film coming out. This weekend, on the day we yes. air, I believe actually, not to give away some behind-the-scenes secrets, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's... we we thought now would be a nice time to look back on the Spider-Man movies that have come up and uh, maybe speculate on what might happen in Spidey's future.
1: Mm, exactly, and I think it's uh, it's quite a rich history for mm. anyone who wants a primer and doesn't want to watch all the films. Uh, Midnight's Edge does a, a very good uh, background history of the whole spider-man situation when it comes to him being on tv and being on movies and stuff as well so you know big shout out to uh, midnight's edge for anyone who you know likes that kind of stuff but where should we start here king should we go from the the very beginning or uh, well actually i was interested to go back a bit further okay. have you did you grow up with spider-man yourself i did um see i'm a 90s kid as well right yeah uh, so i've always been a spider-man fan my first real introduction to Spider Man wasn't in the movies, obviously, the movies came out when I was 11, 12. Mm. Um, like the Remy movies. But my first exposure to Spider Man mythos, and actually, you know what? My favourite incarnation of Spider Man
0: was the 90s cartoon. I thought you might say that. Yeah, yeah, loads of people have been telling me to watch it. I watched. Oh, you the haven't seen 60- it? i didn't see it i saw the 60s cartoon with Whoa. the original theme song they used to play it on tg4 all the time it so did. i missed that one but caught the corny one
1: okay well what i would say is the first actually i have all the Oh, on what's the best way to say this mm. the concept of a shared universe wasn't initiated by the marvel movies obviously you know translating the comic world into the 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 the, the, the physical um media kind of thing the first time that was done was actually through the cartoon universe started off by x-men
0: yeah and a uh, batman and the justice league and all them as well correct. they overlapped as well right correct yeah yeah they were kind of concurrent or a couple of years out from each other
1: but the spider-man uh thing was kind of like the big budget knockout punch to that universe because that started off with the x-men and then you had the hulk iron man uh avengers all this kind of stuff uh, fantastic four it's actually very 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 deep and the great thing about it was when spider-man came out it had it was the first show to really kind of weave these all together so you had um you know the they hinged on the on the clone saga which was disappointing and even as a kid i was like this is kind of dumb but uh, you got secret wars um you got craven's last hunt you got all this kind of stuff in the in this world you know and then from there, um, and actually, as a kid, I wasn't aware that they were related. Like, I knew X-Men was in the same universe as Spider-Man because they did crossovers. But I wasn't mm. aware that there was an Iron Man show and that there was a Hulk show. and you Because know, we only got Spider-Man and X-Men in Ireland.
0: Well, it was a different time, you know. I mean, exactly. like, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. the concept of a shared universe is mainstream now. But it wasn't quite... In the cultural mindset, the way it was back then in the 90s, you well, know, it wasn't
1: even that. It's like we got the like, I got Sky when I was a kid, but you know, Fox Kids wasn't really a thing then over here, so you basically had the den and whatever else happened to show up on TV. So, you know, that's I think when I, where I saw Spider Man, was on the den, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but from there, the games then came out, the Spider Man games. I'm PS guessing the
0: PlayStation, is it? For the PS one and for the Dreamcast, yeah.
1: yeah. And they're still great. Enter Electro is actually even better again. But in those games, you could enter the cheat codes and you would unlock all these characters and costumes and all this crazy stuff where you're like, Wow, this is actually really, really deep, and then from there I, you know, start getting into comic because I was a little bit older and it's actually able to, you know, get my hands on them and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh properly. Because I've always you know it's when you're collecting comics, it's, a, it's kind of a weird thing, you know, because you start off reading the comics, the collected comics that you'd get, yeah. like nude agents and stuff, and then you would kind of move up to comic book shops and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I'm a pretty big spider fan, I would have to say, and ever since then, you know, it's continued on. He's just, how can he not be, right? What about yourself?
0: Uh, he's, oh, I was... um I was totally on the Raimi movies we'll get to that a little bit later I was buying the comics from when I was 14 or 15 and I must have bought them for five years straight new Spider-Man comics in the shops every two weeks him and Captain America and all that I just I was all in loved Spidey Loved Peter Parker. Loved that entire family cast of characters. Funnily enough, the era I read was when he moved into the Avengers Tower and Tony Stark became his father figure, which they've now aped off in the movies. So, yeah, everything's kind of coming full circle a little bit now, it seems, in the sort of cinema landscape.
1: And I think that's kind of what they've what they've set up as well, you know, because they were kind of figuring a way how to revamp Spider Man for the new generation. So mm. that's one thing, and we will get to it when we're talking about the movies. It's one thing I'm glad they they went with with the new cinematic universe where they didn't just rehash Uncle Ben again and again and again because you know it's been done to death. But before we get into the the movies that people are familiar with, talk us. Talk us through the history of Spider-Man actually getting to movies. Because at one point, guys, I'm you know, a little to, to kind of uh, wet your appetite a little bit. James Cameron was at one point attached to a Spider-Man movie. And it was yes, crazy. Yes, actually. It
0: was, sorry, you go on finish there first. Oh, sorry. And it was a
1: crazy movie,
0: apparently. So go on. I'm
1: going to stop cutting
0: you off. No, no, not at all. I think it's just it's a sign that we're both enthusiastic to talk about this. Funnily enough, uh, on the first episode, we talked about a Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. In research for this, uh, I found out that they've been trying to make a Spider-Man movie since the 70s, when there was a Superman movie. And for a while, it looked like Roger Corman was going to do a Spider-Man movie. And then in the 90s, it looked like James Cameron was going to do a Spider-Man movie with Leonardo DiCaprio as Spider-Man and Arnold Schwarzenegger, of all people, as Doc Ock. Sorry. Wait. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? Arnold Schwarzenegger as Doc Ock. Bear in mind, this would have been just after Terminator Two and all that, so it would have made sense at the time. Well, to be but fair, yeah. to be fair,
1: do you know that the last time, the, la- the sorry, the first villain that he played after that was Mister Freeze
0: oh yeah I'd forgotten about that yeah. that could have had a hand in it as well like maybe like oh this project didn't work out can I play another supervillain? like uh, it's funny like uh, there's a parallel universe where that movie got made like it's just the mind boggles at what a James Cameron Spider-Man would be I don't know like you, do,
1: you, do you remember what the plot was because uh, the plot is crazy and some of the details that they change is absolutely insane Take it away. I'd love to hear it. So I kind of got this from uh, a show on Cracked when Cracked was good. Mm. Uh, It was Dan. He was going through it. I think it was Obsessedly Pop pop Culture. And apparently it was Spider-Man with Darker. And he was like a serial killer. Uh, (laughs) It was like a serial killer. uh, And it had like Electro and Salmon as the villains, right? Um, Basically the story climaxes with a battle on top of the World Trade Center. Yes, and, I did hear about this, yeah. And not only that, the treatment had heavy swearing and also had Batman, is not Batman, had Spider-Man having sex with Mary Jane on top of the Brooklyn Bridge. Apologies for the barking, my dogs want to chime in there as well.
0: That's quite all right. My young one may chime in at some point before too long. Fair, uh, But uh, yeah, that's so funny. But having said that, you know, like, yeah, the first big successful comic book movie was Blade, and that was a hard R rating, so who knows? In some universe, maybe that version of Spider-Man could have made sense. We'll never know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I don't know. Spider-Man, you kind of have to be careful with, you know? it's There's a way to do it, and there's a way not to do it, and if James Cameron had went forward with this, I think the character would have been ruined for life. You think so? Yeah. Like, there's no coming back from from Spider-Man, you know, trying to do a, a master race of mutants, which is what was in it. <laughs> but,
0: you keep you keep saying all the bad stuff in this film, to be honest, it's just getting me more and more intrigued. Oh, uh, no, man, like
1: I would kind of like to see it, but now when we have good movies to kind of go off, you know, as an alternative universe kind of thing, I think that would be great. Yeah. But no. Just this whole thing just, mis- just mixes misses everything up. It's like with Spider Man three, uh, from the Raimi series, they went a different direction and it totally just broke the character and I think this would have happened way sooner. So mm. however though, I would like to see, I would have liked to see that uh, World Trade Center battle. Because that was supposed to be in the first movie as well. There's supposed to be something with the World Trade Center, but obviously 9-11 happened, and that kind of threw it out the window.
0: Yes, since we're plugging things. uh, Lindsay Ellis, who I believe was recently nominated for a Hugo Award, she's a kind of YouTube documentary person. She she did did a breakdown on, not post-media, post-9-11, and using Spider-Man as a source. Yes, Spider-Man was supposed to web up a helicopter between the World Trade Center and that was his first Spider-Man thing he did and they just completely omitted it Well, even watching now Spider-Man there isn't like a Spider-Man arrives moment in the film it's kind of a montage well that was in the trailer
1: that was the first trailer oh I never saw the trailer yeah so the first trailer I I remember seeing the trailer so the first trailer was uh, it was a bag heist Mm. and the robbers get out in a helicopter and then they go past the World Trade Center and they get stuck in the World Trade Center Mm. and it just pans out and they're stuck in the web and then it cuts to spider-man releasing soon Mm. it was awesome it was a it was a really really cool cool trailer uh yeah so obviously you know reasons why we didn't get that right but uh yeah so that was kind of that was the the james cameron script and uh (laughs) but then it kind of lived in in limbo for a while because this script was 1991 apparently is when it was uh, registered. But then it, it wouldn't be another, what, 11, 10 years before uh, Spider-Man would come out in 2002. And this was, you know, the first real kind of mainstream blockbuster, obviously based on the success of X-Men. Very much like the cartoon series, actually. Now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, wow, cartoons helped Spider-Man, yeah. you know, and other movies. But, yeah, so Spider-Man dropped like two years after X-Men. And this was a major smash hit you know uh, obviously toby Maguire playing peter parker and spider-man kirsten dunce playing mary j watson uh norman osborne being played by william defoe and uh harry osborne obviously playing by james franco before james franco was a living meme he was an <laughs> actor uh what did you think when this movie came out how, how did you find it and when was it what was his impact on on you
0: This is going to show my age. I had the first two on those PSP mini discs, you know, when like that was the height of movie technology, like, you know, being able to have movies on the go. Uh, I have seen the first two Spider-Man movies so much. I could probably recite them. I love them. They're like Star Wars. They're imprinted on my brain. I'm going to be controversial, and I'm even going to say I like Spider-Man 3. I think that trilogy is just so crisp. It's corny in just the right ways. The action has actually held up remarkably. The only thing I'd say that's aged a bit is the special effects, and even Spider-Man 2 doesn't have any problems in that but regard. the
1: suit, the thing about it is, yeah, some of the special effects are a bit ropey, but the suit that Spider-Man actually has is incredible. Like, it's the nicest Spider-Man suit put the, put the screen.
0: Oh, easily. Yeah. It's great. Like, I was watching that bit where he's like awkwardly in the lift with someone in Spider Man 2. Yeah. And getting a look at the light off it. Like, the web sits above the suit, and the eyes are silver. Like,. Yeah, it's a it's an amazing suit. The only I think every costume except maybe the Green Goblin suit yeah. is great. And even then, I saw the Green Goblin suit in a museum in Lyon once, and it's like in person, it looks fantastic. It looks like a samurai suit. Like, well, that's kind of what yeah. they were going for as well, wasn't it? That is what they were going for. Yeah, but unfortunately, I mean, a bit like the Spider-Man suit itself, it yeah. just kind of buries the actor. Yeah, true. But no, it's a that's a minor nitpick. Like, it's even if you didn't like that, like it, the movies are worth it for J. Jonas Jameson and the yeah. staff and a huge extended cast of characters and like some things like the Doc Ock train sequence, like so many action set pieces in that. Uh, it's amazing watching it now after 10 years because with the Marvels and the DC, it feels like you have to hit a quota of like seven or eight action sequences. Those Spider-Man movies have three each and they just do them really, really well. So you don't notice that like, the action is very sporadic.
1: Yeah, but that's because it's it's not setting up a universe. Now there yeah, was talk. Fair now there was talk that, and actually, apparently, this was meant to happen. Wolverine was supposed to have a cameo in Spider-Man Two, but they didn't have his costume, so they didn't do it. But it's like no one had a tank top and jeans. <laughs> you know, it's like. You didn't really need his costume, but yeah, apparently he was supposed to be in Spider-Man too, but it just didn't happen. So the thing about this is, all the first two movies are really tight because they're telling this very decent story. The second one, in my opinion, is is the best of the three. Um, it's the most oh, it's tight. one of the best superhero movies oh, yeah. ever. It's oh, yeah, held correct. up so, so well. Yeah. Like it's
0: and, it's really really fun to watch.
1: As you said, Kane, it's it's incredibly slow, and then it's you know has its big scenes, but it's never like, oh, my God, I'm bored. It's more like, oh,
0: okay, cool. They're telling a really good story here. I'm having a good time. Yeah. And then it hits you with the big emotional blows. Yeah. And before we move on, can we just say they Doc Ock, Alfred Molina, they – I can still struggle to think of, like, a movie villain better than him. He pitches that performance yeah. perfectly. It's just the right side of Megalomania without going too cheesy. It's well, wonderful to watch.
1: I think you've played a Spider- new Spider-Man game, right?
0: Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's, that's better. That's a better Doc Ock. But not by much. Mm. But not by much. It's
0: just Well, see, it, in a game, you've got, like, 20 hours to, yeah. like, absorb and get into the minutiae and stuff for... Yeah. Doc Ock is relatively incidental to the plot of Spider-Man 2, but he just makes an impression every time he's on screen. You wouldn't notice he's not there in his scenes where he isn't there like well
1: Yeah, you're right, you know, but what I'd say is for anyone who actually for anyone who is a fan of the Spider-Man game and you ha- if you haven't seen Spider-Man 2, go see Spider-Man 2. It, it's it is genuinely worth your time. Now i want to touch on spider-man 3 real quick okay i want to go see that when i finished school i was in sixth year in school when that came out Mm. and uh i remember all the hype i remember the 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 evil whopper the angry whopper came out and (laughs) all that kind of stuff and i remember that i remember that specifically because i was at a taekwondo seminar in Tala, and um we were you know doing martial arts stuff all day or whatever and then we said oh cool let's let's go get a Burger King because it was right beside it and then when we came back the instructor was like ah you fell for it now do push ups until you're sick and I was like, oh <laughs> Yeah, so it will always it will always stick with me.
0: Um, Funnily enough, that does sound like the kind of thing that would happen to Spider-Man in a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, He's, it does. He yeah. suffers a lot in yeah. those films. He
1: does. It's it's although it's very Sam Raimi-esque, you know, like it's it's uh, there's there's little elements of horror and then like kooky stuff mm. that happens, but I think those movies had a really strong voice. The third one, you could see it, but it was buried by having way too many villains. Like initially Venom wasn't supposed to be in it, it was just supposed to be uh sandman mm. and the green god and the hobgoblin kind of thing but yeah you know it is what it is right uh i thought the movie was good not as bad as people remember it to be but definitely a step down
0: it's funny coming back to it actually i still think it's better than its reputation it deserves but it's yeah because there are worse crimes in being not as good as spider-man too But yeah, it does feel like two movies have been crammed together and Sam Raimi is like making an Olympian effort to try and keep the plot strands together. Funnily enough, the black suit doesn't turn up until about an hour in, which I feel like is very deliberate on his part because that's the plot thread he didn't want in it in the first place. Yeah, like
1: to be honest with you, you know, when the black suit does show up in the MCU, they'll actually be able to do stuff with it. You know the black suit yeah. here is just kind of like an afterthought, and it really feels like it. Like Venom doesn't make any sense in this yeah. movie, but he makes even less sense in his own movie. Let's be real, but uh, we'll get to that. Like I think this was this was a misguided ep- effort, you know, and it's a sad it's a sad kind of state of affairs because Spider Man Four, which was apparently supposed to come out, um, actually looked quite interesting. It was supposed to be focused on uh, Kirk Connors. Uh, actually, Kirk Connors, Mysterio and the Fulcher, they were all supposed to be in the movie as well, and you know, Bruce Campbell was supposed to be Mysterio. Oh,
0: that's perfect casting right there.
1: Now, Bruce Campbell is in all three of these movies (laughs) playing different parts, but, um, yeah. Yeah,
0: let's count. He's the wrestling announcer, he's an annoying, like, usher, and he's the French waiter, and he's the narrator on the video games that came out in that time, right? Correct. Yeah, correct. Um,
1: yeah, and even Felicia Hardy was supposed to be in it, and she was supposed to be played by Anna Hathaway. So, but see, there we yeah. go,
0: because you talked about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger being Doc Ock and becoming Mister Freeze. Exactly. She missed that and became Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah. It's like I feel like memos get passed around Hollywood to even be fair, when though, these Things don't come to fruition. To be fair, though, that she
1: is a perfect casting for Black Cat. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's it is
0: what it is, and obviously that was
1: proven a couple of years later. Uh, moving on from there, 2007 was when, when the first uh, rumblings of a Venom movie was supposed to be made. It obviously didn't come to come to pass, but uh, yeah, this is how long this movie has been in production. So keep that it's, in mind.
0: It's funny you say that, because watching... The Raimi movies, again, there's that bit in Spider-Man 3 where the goo drops down and falls onto Eddie Brock, as played by Topher Grace, and, like, you know, he eats the camera and all that kind of stuff. I was kind of thinking, if this was an MCU film, this would be the mid-credit sting thing, and they'd save him for a future movie. It's Venom as Venom is very, very rushed in the last minute of, like, it almost, you almost wonder... Why have him in the finale at all if you're not going to give him a movie, you know?
1: Well, for Grace as well is a weird choice. Like, I like for Grace's uh, editing work. Like, he made the definitive version of the Star Wars mm. prequels uh, with his own edit of the, of them. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. if, no, if no one's seen it, it's called uh, Turn to the Dark Side. Uh, he edited the three prequels together into one movie. and It's fantastic.
0: Ooh, I'd love to check that out. Actually, it's funny you bring up for Grace because... This is tapping on the second episode we've done together. It all ties together. I watched Smithereens, that uh, Black Mirror episode we both didn't have a chance to see last week. Topher Grace is in it. You're joking As the kind of Steve Jobs type guy. And he's fantastic in it. Wow, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, neither did I. I didn't recognize him until his name popped up on the credits. Yeah, it was was my favorite of the three
1: episodes. Oh, wow. Okay,
0: and you need to give it a watch then after
1: this. That's crazy, man.
0: Yeah, isn't it funny that? Yeah, that's almost like we scripted it. Yeah, i know we, i wish we, we i wish we, we were clever enough to say we'd planned that yeah, out but it's just did. how everything's been working <laughs> across these past weeks yeah it's just
1: yeah we're not we didn't we didn't put that much effort into it guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> still that's crazy Well, wow, i'm
1: gonna actually watch yeah. it after we finish up um okay so fast forward a couple of years to 2012 now i was in rome right in 2012 mm-hmm. so i remember going to see this movie trying to find an english-speaking theater it was quite
0: difficult I eventually found one. Uh, found oh, just actually. before we go, yeah. is there some reason the universe conspires to stop you seeing Spider-Man films in cinema? Because between that and the Big Mac story, oh yeah, or the it's... Whopper story,
1: oh I don't know. It just it just seems to be where I am at different points in life. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, like I remember going to see this and it was crazy, and it was like me and my friend and like two hundred people in the cinema, like so. Uh, yeah, I remember watching it. I, I didn't hate it. Uh, I thought that Andrew Garfield was a really good Spider-Man but a terrible Peter Parker, because he always seemed to be way too cool for everything.
0: I'm well, like, be- before we get into the nitty-gritty of the film itself, yeah. it's hard not to acknowledge why it exists in the first place. They oh, kind of yeah. made this amazing Spider-Man, so the rights, oh, the rights wouldn't yeah. go back to Marvel in the first place, right? So again,
1: elaborate a bit more on that. It's like the Fantastic Four thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, basically, the deal that's, that Fox and Sony and Paramount and whoever else bought the, the rights for the Marvel properties during the 90s when Marvel went bust was basically you had to make a movie after X number of years or else the rights would automatically go back to Marvel right mm. so that's why we had all those Fantastic Four movies that's why we had all the X-Men movies and it's why we had constant reboots of Spider-Man uh, until they're like look let's just work, work on a deal with Marvel <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> they just kind of gave up and they're like no we can't do yeah. this anymore so yeah Amazing Spider-Man came out it was pretty much just a hard reboot but I what I liked about it is they didn't bring back MJ it was a hard reboot but in very much like we're going to go back to uh, Gwen Stacy and we're going to kind of build from the ground up I liked the format of it I thought, I thought Mark Webb did a pretty good good run on the first one hmm. uh, yeah like Andrew Garfield I like Andrew Garfield like a lot um, but he was not a good Peter Parker I for one moment I just didn't buy him as Peter Parker Pretty decent Spider-Man, though. Uh, the suit was a bit of a decline. Loved Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Love Emma Stone, full stop. But uh, pretty good Gwen Stacy. Casting was quite strong. Uh, not as good as the 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 previous three movies, but a pretty decent I'm reboot. I'm
0: glad you bring that up, because the cast, there's certainly more A-list casts in the later Amazing Spider-Man ones, but I would argue that even though Martin Sheen is great and all these extended characters, um, it feels like they don't fit their characters as well as the relative unknowns in the Raimi trilogy did, at least in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and that's on purpose. You know. You yeah, like, how can you? You know, like, with... Uh, I thought Andrew Garfield kind of melted into the role. The same with... Uh, the same with Gwen Stacy as well, because up until that point, I Emma stone kind of... She never really did anything where I was like, Oh, she's a pretty decent actress. She hadn't done uh any of the movies that should be known, which the name escapes me, Murder or something. Murder Monster Squad, Murder Squad. Um, oh yeah. That that's not a bad film. she you know, she hadn't really kind of broken out of yeah. being a teeny star or whatever at that point. But um I thought when it hit when it hit it hit well, but it very seldom hit well. It just was like, It's okay.
0: You know, I I must confess I didn't even give the first Amazing Spider-Man a chance. I was too much. Really? I was too much in love with the Sam Raimi movies to was take he? on a new Spider-Man. I did go see the second one in cinema because oh. I wanted to see how they did Electro. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, we'll get onto that in a second. Yeah. Overall, would you recommend? I know it's not what we're doing specifically today, but would you recommend the Amazing Spider-Man to someone who hadn't seen it yet? Sure,
1: kind of. Like to be fair, I'll give it a, a soft recommendation. Like it mm. wasn't. The Raimi films kind of exist in their own time where it's like hyper stylized 1960s mm. but not 1960s right and yeah. that's kind of where that's what it feels like it has that weird feeling to it where it's hyper stylized and not reality Amazing Spider-Man tries to be more realistic and grounded succeeds in some ways but then totally tanks it with the second movie which we'll talk about uh, yeah this is when it just it was—it just killed it killed itself basically i I didn't think it was that bad now to be fair i i i liked i liked the interaction with stone and garfield as a couple i thought they were the most actual believable couple i've ever seen on screen
0: well Uh, they are a couple in real life exactly
1: yeah 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 and i was like wow okay this is this is great i kind of bought it but through the combination of electro the choices they made with electro which was based on the ultimate universe guys i know um, but still, the choice he made with that and then having Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborn and the weird conspiracy theory with his dad being involved, it,
0: it was a mess. What did you think about See, it? See, this is why I wonder why Spider-Man 3 gets so much flack. Because Spider-Man 3 feels like they're trying to do two movies at once, whereas Spy- Amazing Spider-Man 2 feels like they're trying to do five movies at once. I prefer it to the first one because I think it's a bit more colourful, but I... I, I I'd struggle to recommend it if you know what I mean apart from maybe checking out the score which I quite like by Pharrell Williams
1: yeah like I like bits you know where Electro he'd talk and then it would kind of be like dubstepy. I thought that was pretty cool Um, again Andrew Garfield when he has the suit on is fantastic Uh, Hmm. pretty good Spider-Man but I'm gonna say give this one a miss if you you know if you haven't seen it like there's if it's on Netflix, yeah, and you've nothing else to do, watch it, but don't go out of your way cuz there's no point. You're not really you're not gaining anything from it unless you're an Emma Stone fan or an Andrew Garfield fan and then hey, you know, you have beautiful people
0: to look at. Why not? Yeah, it's so but- manic and there's so much going on that I'd like it might be a good one to have on in like the background yeah, of a party. Like exactly, if you just want yeah. something mad in the corner, yeah. I'd struggle to recommend it. It's two and a half hours long as yeah, well. it's, a long, which it's it, a long movie. No Spider-Man movie should be, you know. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a long movie, and it's not yeah. worth the investment. They yeah. did kind of set up a bunch of spin-offs. Like apparently, there were supposed to be, and this is where I'm. This is where I kind of get sad. Like there was supposed to be a Spider Gwen movie spin-off based right. with Emma Stone. That would have been awesome. I still think that's awesome. Like, she would be fantastic for that role. You know, I'd hurry up because she's getting older. But uh, she could still, you know, do it. Uh, Asher, it's
0: a big universe. Like, yeah. I've got a lot of time for Emma Stone, actually. Especially I since I heard she did all of Birdman in between shoots on Amazing Spider Man two. They're like that takes well, gumption. Does, going to do some big artsy project in between doing another film and yeah. doing that really well, like yeah, I have a lot of time for her and Andrew Garfield. I hope oh, they yeah. go on to greater things like
1: For sure. You know, but here's the reason why why we got the reboot, right? So this came out during the Sony hacks. So anyone who doesn't know Sony was hacked by say North Korea? Apparently, it was in retaliation. It was
0: it was over the interview. It they was, were doing a yeah. film, a Seth Rogen film about Kim Jong-un, weren't they? They were.
1: And, uh, you know, there was a whole bunch of leaks based around Sony. Um, so that's when they kind of were like, hey, you know, we need to kind of... They set up loads of different things. Yeah. So what was the main one that came out of it? We found out all about the Ghostbusters. We yeah. found out all about the deals that were going on. We found out why Andrew Garfield was fired. We found out that the Sony and Marvel were talking to each other, mm. which was crazy. And uh, yeah, man, it just it completely just nuked the entire um, establishment
0: of the media well, at the time. I mean, they were planning on doing their own rival Spider-Man universe to compete with DC and Marvel and the X-Men, weren't they, for a little while? Well,
1: they're still planning on doing that, but they—they they oh, were. Oh pl- no!
0: Please tell me they're not no, they, really.
1: Yeah, they were, but they were planning to do it in a much more aggressive way. So there was talk of be of a Sinister Six movie. Obviously, was the big one. So they're going to do mm. an individual movie there. They're going to do. They're still doing Morbius, but they're going to do it in a different way. Yeah. there was all these movies that nobody was really interested in with the exception of Sp- Spider-Gwen yeah but and even re-
0: that's mostly because of Into the Spider-Verse which I guess we'll get to well, later well the comics as well man I've always been a fan of the comics
1: with Spider-Gwen she's a fantastic character but anyway uh, the big t- talk point for this is why Andrew Garfield was fired right basically right. he was supposed to attend a dinner in Japan for with the head of Sony he yeah. got food poisoning couldn't go, and they fired him. Are you serious? Yeah, that's why he was let go. So that as,
0: is so petty.
1: Yeah, but you know Japan respects a huge thing, and they saw it as a massive market disrespect. So he was sacked. What, what, what? I do, what I do hope from this though is that when they do eventually do an it of Spider Verse movie or whatever, that they have Andrew Garfield, uh, to- uh Tob um show up as, you know. Their Spider-Man and interact with, um, interact with Tom Holland. I thought I think that would be super cool.
0: Well, apparently they were both those two Spider-Man you referenced were in talks to make cameo appearances in the animated film Into the Spider-Verse. So maybe we'll get them in the sequel. Who maybe. knows? Yeah, they hopefully
1: should, they, they should. You know, and I think that would be that would be a license to print money. But we will get there. We're we we will get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then that kind of threw it off into the works, and eventually. News broke that, hey, Spider-Man is going to come to the MCU. And everybody was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And obviously he popped up in uh, Civil War. So how do you feel uh, about the MCU and the treatment of Spider-Man?
0: I was worried going into it, not because I don't think that, I didn't think they would do a good job, but just because, like, your second reboot in less than a decade, you know? Uh, But I was really impressed at what they did. I liked the way they introduced him in Civil War as, like, an extension of all the manic stuff that was going on. I thought Spider-Man Homecoming itself managed to zag where all the other movies had zigged. It didn't feel like we were getting the same stuff again. And I really like um, Tom Holland, the Spider-Man. I feel like you were talking earlier about Andrew Garfield being a great Spider-Man but not a great Peter Parker I feel like when I see Tom Holland's Spider-Man wearing the mask and jumping around I genuinely believe that's him in the suit because he's a very young kind of sprightly guy and I really like the fact that Spider-Man's actually a kid none of the other movies have pulled that off before
1: no like it kind of and that's what it kind of hard leads into it leads into being like teen comedies from the 80s and it's like you know that's apparently what you know i haven't seen it but obviously that's apparently what far from home was like as well where the first movie is very much uh the first part of the movie is very much like a, a teen comedy and yeah. then then you get your spider-man movie as well so i think doing it that way makes it very very engaging unique and refreshing and michael keaton was in homecoming come on that guy is yeah just amazing
0: it, it, i i said doc ock I hasn't been topped by the other um, like Marvel, not Marvel Spider-Man movies as yeah. far as villains goes. Uh, Michael Keaton comes pretty close in my opinion. He was a yeah. scary villain, exactly. definitely one of the best Marvel villains. Oh like. yeah,
1: for sure. You know, and he's not dead, so he's probably going to come back eventually. Mm. Um, you know, so it is what it is, and it's his first superhero movie since like well, Birdman counts, right? But yeah. since being Batman, hopefully he'll come back as a uh, Batman Beyond. which they need to make but anyway we'll we'll talk about another point and obviously tom holland has been in infinity war end game you know he's he's lighting up he is pretty much the definitive spider-man now um for a lot of people and you know i think he's great so fair play to him uh he's going to be around for for a very long time
0: hopefully and it's funny are we allowed to talk Uh, Endgame spoilers, can we safely assume that everyone's seen it by now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, The talking of not repeating things, the clever thing about the way they constructed these movies is they've effectively made Iron Man into his Uncle Ben. Yeah. And based on the trailers, that seems to be where his journey is going. So, similar, but not the same, as far as, like, Spider-Man movies you've seen before. Exactly.
1: You know, and I, I think they probably will touch on the Uncle Ben thing at some point, but they've they've managed to have tony be that figure as well so I i i'm excited to see jake gyllenhaal now in there as uh mysterio i can't believe mm-hmm. mysterio is in the mcu that's crazy <laughs> but uh yeah it's gonna be great you know so i probably gonna see it some point next week and then we'll talk about it uh when we do so we're gonna put a pin in that mm. But uh, obviously, this is this is expanded out, right? So Sony went another way, and they decided to still release Spider-Man material, and they're obviously doing uh, they're doing the Morbius movie. Uh, anyway, that's that's in development now. Right. But more importantly, and more successfully, they released. Into the Spider Verse in 2019, which
0: into the Spider Verse and Venom as well, the two sort of other properties, not Marvel MCU, but Marvel relative, you would say, I suppose. Yeah. So I want to touch
1: on Into the Spider Verse first because Venom, Venom is its own thing, and we, we oh, oh,
0: Venom could do its own episode, but we'll see what we can do today. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, So, what did you think about uh, Into the Spider Verse?
0: It took me a long time to get to it. Uh, I took—I didn't see it until February, so it had been out right. three months by that point. Right. I, Despite the hype, I was very, very impressed. I had no idea how they were going to juggle all these Spider-Men and women. I had no idea how they were going to juggle the concept, but I thought it was fantastic. I love what they did with the animation, the story by, is it Lord and Miller, the 21 Jump Street guys? And the Lego guys, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was Lego Guys, was great. I actually picked up the soundtrack on CD yesterday because I'm really looking forward to seeing it again. And uh, it's great because I, I, I'm a teacher in my day-to-day life. I'm a drama teacher. It was fantastic to see little girls getting excited to dress up as like Spider Gwen and all that kind of stuff. I'm really chuffed with how Into the Spider Verse has turned out.
1: Oh man, for sure. You know, and you know that that's also something that can't be, that can't be underestimated you know the, the the appeal of having these new characters like look as much as i love peter parker uh, i'm gonna go on record again i don't like uh miles morales mm. it does absolute, how come? it does absolutely nothing for me absolutely nothing. i just
0: i just don't like him uh so so you do you dislike him or are you just like ambivalent towards uh, him it's, like? it's not a hate it's like i just meh. you know when he comes
1: up i'm like yeah, you know, and that's basically the best way to say it. Like it's yeah. I like them in into the Spider Verse when it kinda of got going. I like Prowler. I think Prowler's
0: a really cool character. Um Yeah, think, and, Prowler yeah. and Mysterio, two yeah. of my favourites from the comics. Never thought in my wildest dreams <laughs> I'd see them in a movie.
1: Well you saw them twice because Prowler was in Homecoming as well, uh hinted at, but still you know, Oh still yeah, of course. Yeah. Forgot about that. But you know, I think Mozmoraz the way they handled him in Into Spider-Verse was better than the way they handled him in the game. In the game, it was kind of ham-fisted. In Spider-Verse, he kind of he became likable, and I really enjoyed it. But that was my concern going in. I'm like, oh Christ, not Miles Morales, you know. Mm. But yeah. I was I I loved the movie. I thought it was great. I'm very excited to see the sequel, which apparently is going to be Spider Ham, <laughs> and it's going to be Gwen, St- uh, Gwen Stacy as well. So oh, give me the, cool. Nick I, I I just... the Nick
0: Cage one instead. Like I, I was the Nick Cage one. Even if the film was bad, I'd love to see a full Nick Cage Spider-Man movie. But since we didn't get his Superman movie, we should have touched on that earlier Correct. during yeah. the 90s yeah. superhero talks.
1: You know what? That's its own, ep- that's its own episode because that's wild. I
0: feel like we've got a catchphrase going. We've got a backlog of all these crazy deep dive <laughs> episodes to do. <laughs> hey, they're, that's fun of me, man. I don't mind.
1: Uh, yeah, we'd probably have to do that. But, really? uh, yeah, like the game from uh, Spider-Man uh, – what Shattered Dimensions have you played
0: that game uh, no I haven't no
1: that's super fun that actually touched on this idea way before so that came out in like 2008 for the Xbox and you get to play as four different Spider-Men so the amazing Spider-Man uh, Spider-Man 20, uh, 2999 who's actually oh, in, yeah. into the Spider-Verse a yeah, cameo well. didn't as, he yeah as uh, Ma- Miguel O'Hara who's actually my favourite Spider-Man um, oh, wow. like in, from the comics I love Miguel O'Hara he's fantastic um and then there's Spider-Man Noir, who's Nicolas Cage in this movie, but he's voiced by the but in the game he's voiced by the by the Spider-Man by the guy who voiced Spider-Man in the cartoon. Nineties. So like, yeah, I'm like, oh my god, ah. this is so cool because that's that's actually when I'm reading Spider-Man, that's whose voice I hear.
0: Nice, yeah, excellent. That, and actually, yeah. just speaking of voice casting, we won't get into spoilers, but I really liked the casting of Chris Pine as the sort yes. of. Yes. Baseline Spider Man in that Spider Verse movie. I thought all the voice casting across the board was great. Actually,
1: it was very good. It was very very good. Um, yeah. So if you haven't played, uh, you should you should pick up Spider Man into the, what well, the shattered dimensions. It's very good. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I the great thing about the Spider Man character and something they actually are touched on now. I believe. I hope they're not lying about this because to be very upset. And uh, next week would be a ranty show, but this is something they've touched on with Far From Home with the multiverse. So, obviously, that's where Mysterio is supposed to come from, and a ca- just in case that's a massive lie, um, it seems like the the MCU now can actually go to these places and experience this stuff, and I think that's that's amazing.
0: I hope so. the t- The trick is, as you've sort of suggested, it is Mysterio. He's yeah. more than any other villain. he's an illusionist he's a liar he could be trying to get ahead it's just you have to take everything with a pinch of salt as far as he goes
1: however the only thing about to be said on that we know the multiverse exists because it was shown in doctor strange
0: this is very true i didn't consider that
1: yeah so we know it's there we just have they already kind of pulled that out that you know we have travelers from there now in the MCU but Mm -hmm. you know it's it's somewhere they can go and I think eventually when they do kind of do the runs we probably will see a Spider-Gwen movie uh, a 2099 movie you know it all depends you know we just Into Spider-Verse seems to be a good testing ground for it but that said with the time we have left Keen, let's talk about Venom the surprise hit
0: the sleeper what are your thoughts on Venom I'd love to hear them man I love it I think
1: it's great like now, initially, now uh, the reason why it's great is because it's a comedy it's really funny you know I thought Tom Hardy was a good choice to play Venom as a serious character but that the way that movie was tracking if it wasn't for the you know, the kind of comedic parts in it it would have bombed it it would have bombed hard but because the way they went with it I was very very surprised and pleasantly surprised I had a great time watching it and I watched it again since I watched it on the flight actually over to San Francisco um, I was like, oh, this is San Francisco, cool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it holds up. It's not the best movie in the world, but it's far from bad.
0: I, I've i mixed feelings on Venom. Um, I really enjoyed it, but I don't think I enjoyed it in the way the movie makers possibly intended. It's, I suppose, a bit like Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's just, its tone is so all over the place. It goes from comedic to dark to comic booky to deadpan batman begins serious that it's kind of like a roller coaster you never quite know where the film is going and that is in of itself quite fun
1: like if the movie had a continued a really dreary serious tone yes i think it would have been written off as being slock yes garbage but because it has those comedic beats and it knows what and doesn't take itself too seriously. It's accessible. But, it's very, very accessible. It's more accessible than any of the Spider Man movies in a different way. Like, okay, go with me here. You okay. go watch Spider Man Far From Home, right? There has while you'd probably enjoy it, there needs to be some level of investment at some point. You know what I mean? Like you have to know who Spider Man is, you have to know who Iron Man is, you know, all this kind of stuff. With Venom you just sit back and let it unfold. And it's all kind of there. You know you, you know who Eddie Brock is. You know what the symbios are. You know how they work and blah, blah, blah. And he actually gave the symbiote a character, which is something that wasn't really in the Remy movies. It was more like, oh, it's a parasite. You know, yeah, but the yeah. fact that they call it a parasite, he's like, hey, I'm not a parasite. You know, it's like, that's really funny. You know, it kind of gives, it grounds the audience into this crazy story and there is none of that in the remy movies and it's something that i think could be carried over into the mcu because you know venom is an anti-hero as well uh he's not just a serial killer that's carnage uh but yeah well, they, man, set,
0: they set him up didn't they, they? did
1: t- and i think that's a pretty good casting choice too uh the, the talk here from from this point would be should they intersect like there is talk that the sony deal might lapse and he might have to bring tom holland over in i don't think that will happen i don't think sony are that stupid to just destroy this the franchise again but i wouldn't be too opposed to tom hardy going over into the mcu
0: my feelings on that are i'd love because i can already see tom holland and uh tom hardy having great chemistry like physically tom hardy probably stands a head taller than him and that's perfect for that dynamic they have. My only concern is I wouldn't want to see it enough to lose Tom Holland from the MCU. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, which is why I'm saying the best thing to do would be to merge those those two together.
0: Yeah, and it'd be great to have the you know the Carnage introduction story be in the MCU with Spider Man and who knows maybe introduce one of the fantastic four and because they were in that original story there's a lot of possibilities you could do with carnage and those characters being in that universe
1: yeah exactly and i think i think they know that too you know if anything if anything has been shown that marvel are willing to play the game and play it well compared to sony who kind of threw everything at the wall and hope something stuck. now to be fair a lot did stick but they're also (laughs) like you know (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, we we can't talk about Venom and not talk about him lo- hopping in the lobster tank, like.
1: Yeah, well, d- look, I like that though. I was like, this is this is wild. <laughs> oh, I loved it too. It's wild, you know. Uh, there's so, so much going on that movie, guys. If you haven't seen it, you know, if you if you want a recommendation from from me, check out Venom.
0: Oh, I'll recommend it too. I guarantee there's for both better and worse. There is no film like Venom. It is a wild, crazy ride, and I want to see it again. I, for all my complaining, I can't knock that against it. It's a, definitely a unique film. Yeah,
1: and I, I, look, and you'll have, the thing about it is you'll have a good time as
0: well. You oh, know? totally. Like I like. I find the Amazing Spider-Man films a bit dour, but Venom is just crazy. It's like Ren and Stimpy. It's exactly. out there.
1: Exactly, and I think that's that's what it has going for it. You know, like, as you said, the, the Marvel the sorry, the Remy movies can be very dour, as you said. Dour is, there is the best description of those movies. While they're not depressing, it kind of rains, you know what, on, on Peter a lot. And you're like, well, man, your life kind of sucks. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, it... And that doesn't happen in Tom Holland films. Like, yeah, his mentor dies, and his uncle dies, and, you know, he doesn't always get the girl, but he still is having a good time, you know, and he's able to be a kid and has friends and stuff, but...
0: Well, I think the key difference, if we've time for it, is, like, in the first five Spider-Man films, Spider-Man is the centre of the universe. In the Tom Holland Spider-Man ones, Spider-Man is, like, a C-lister compared to the Avengers. He... Does not matter as much in that grand scheme of things, so that changes the dynamic yeah, in the correct. viewer and Spider-Man correct. completely.
1: Yeah, and I think, but even in the comics as well, like it doesn't always rain you in a while on Spider-Man. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's still a kid, but you know he's able to, you know, cut back, cut loose sometimes. But I think the balance that they went for, if you want a good analogy, it's the look of the Amazing Spider-Man with the tone of the MCU. Yeah, and I think that's what they went with. For better or worse, he might have completely not went for that, but that's the way it plays out. Mm. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I think it's pretty good. But um, yeah. overall, you know, what is the legacy of Spider-Man in film? What do you think when people look back? You know, what will they pull from a game?
0: That's a really good question. I suppose, as far as the Raimi trilogy goes, I think they'll age well as just great fun popcorn flicks
1: right
0: uh i'm not sure much as i love the tom holland ones i'm not sure those spider-man films will age as well but i think even for their flaws that original trilogy will you know keep being played on tv and stay on netflix and all that kind of stuff well and uh spider-man's not going anywhere i think he's now a cinema staple there will always be spider-man movies in some form or another
1: well i'm gonna put you on the spot here all right okay I won't I'll be fair I won't include the animated one right, that, right. that's the winning one right yeah, yeah yeah what out of those Spider-Man movies not including Into the Spider-Verse what's the highest rating of Rotten
0: Tomatoes at the moment oh interesting yeah very um, close. I, I mean, my Very gut close. says Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I feel like this is a trick question. Do you mean... Sorry, say again. Amazing Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 2? Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, Spider-Man 2, the Raimi one.
1: Correct. However, however, Spider-Man Homecoming is 1% lower. Really? Yeah, it's 92%
0: well i mean that's Very more close. of a rotten tomatoes thing i yeah. think the newest things always get the highest ratings because it would take effort to rate a movie from 10 years ago and that kind of stuff you know i think i, I yeah. don't tr- trust those analytics
1: yeah but to be fair i think it's kind of a good consensus because like spider-man 2 is a great movie in and of itself hmm. but it's not that accessible as such you know you have to kind of still know the character Amazing Spider-Man, sorry, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming has that accessibility in ways that other movies don't. Like, you can watch it as a teen comedy, but then it happens to have superheroes in it, too. So, I like that direction. I think, you know, taking them 10 years apart from each other is a cool dynamic, because you get to see, right, well, how can we grow the character? But smack down in the middle, you have your prime example of what not to do, and it's amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it really is. Uh, 52 amazing spider-man 2 is sitting out and actually if you want it if you want a good time go on to youtube and google some uh hour two hour breakdowns of why amazing spider-man 2 is bad now to be (laughs) fair you know i have those on in the background while i'm you know working or whatever and uh i just can't comprehend just being that upset about something to edit like a two hour two hour mini movie on it but they do exist and it's we're checking out, so uh, yeah. Google YouTube, go on a, go on a YouTube safari, and uh, have a good time, guys. <laughs>
0: uh, so um, I'm not sure how much time we have left. But, have um, five minutes. <laughs> five, have minutes. five minutes. Okay, that's a good. So I've got a question for you. Then I'll put Shoot. you on the spot. Shoot. Is there something you'd love to see in a Spider-Man movie Ooh. that they haven't done yet, as far as villains or plot twists or characters or anything like that?
1: Okay. Well. They have, it's not so much that you haven't done it they've introduced it so I would like to see three things Right. I'd like to see a, Spider 20, a Spider-Man Spider 2099 movie yeah I can see that working totally uh, either as animated or MCU I think that'd be cool Um, I would like to see Sequel Wars done at some point okay and that's how they introduced the black suit I think that's probably going to happen in the MCU and I'd like to see a Spider-Gwen movie either well, we know we are definitely getting that in, in animated form, but I'd like to see in the MCU. I think it would be a really cool thing to have maybe in Phase 5 um, of the MCU. Because, like, look, they are, they're already going for these uh, a host of f- strong female characters and superheroes based uh, around that. So Spider-Gwen is already like, pre-made f- to run forward with that. So they're my three things.
0: And if Spider Gwen was like a live-action movie, would you want Emma Stone, or would you want? I know you mentioned uh, the yeah. actress from Sabrina the Teenage Witch was yes. potentially in the running for it as well.
1: Yeah, So there are talk of bringing of uh, sorry, there's talk of bringing in Gwen Stacy. I think if this had been a couple of years ago, they'd be mad not to go Emma Stone. I think maybe mm-hmm. have Emma Stone for the animated the animated one. Mm. But the actress who plays Sabrina is apparently going to be Gwen Stacy in the MCU. So, yeah, she'd be a really cool cast as well, actually, Mm. uh, to have her uh, as Spider-Gwen because she's obviously able to do action as well, kind of, you know, can do the punk thing as well. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Have you ever read any Spider-Gwen?
0: I'm afraid I haven't. No, I, for anyone who's read the Spider-Man comics, I stopped reading when he made the deal with the devil oh, to get rid of his marriage. Because actually, I quite yeah. like Mary Jane in the comics. Yeah, I don't so. I don't think she's well served by the writing of the Raimi movies, but she was a cool, kick-ass character. Like, okay. she could, like, hang out and drink with Wolverine. She was, like, a badass. Like, she was a really good character. Right, well, I was, got, that broke my heart. I stopped reading buying
1: comics after that oh yeah well look one last day is yeah it's it's not good but hey yeah, yeah, how about yeah. this I will in the last I will I will run down some key issues or key stories to, to read for some people how about that okay okay so recent, recently one Superior Spider-Man Doc Ock takes over the brain takes over the body of uh, Peter and wants to be a better Spider-Man than Spider-Man it's awesome that's okay. all about it yeah it's it's really good um, Gwen Stacy as Spider Gwen fantastic little run there she is she got bitten by the by the spider not Peter Peter ends up becoming uh the lizard and she ends right. up having to kill him and that's what it's about uh, it's really really good little turn there as well uh, what else yeah let's go with those two i'll 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 think of more but definitely start with those actually read into the spider-verse as well or on the edge of spider-verse that's the that's the last big arc they had uh with all the different spider-men and women from all over it's like a huge massive event book and if you haven't played a new spider-man game because it's unreal (laughs) well Keen, that's going to do it man we you know the fastest hour of the week this is it's crazy they're getting faster I'll tell you and we are going to uh, do these more retrospective uh, shows guys listen I want to get emails from you guys or you know be interactive I'm seeing a lot of traffic now on the, the Facebook page you can email the show media at gmail.com I'm going to set it up now so you can email mm-hmm. us there and uh, yeah my twitter is at darrywv Keen is there anything you want to plug before we uh, we say goodbye
0: uh no 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 i'm happy just uh check out spider-man 2 again if you haven't already i think that's the still the cream of the crop for me as far as all those spider-man movies goes
1: fantastic man isn't uh thank you so much again for uh, doing this this is your idea and i've had a great time
0: fantastic we've got to do more shows like these in the future heck yeah uh, all right guys if you want to go over go over
1: to itunes uh, spotify nerds media Subscribe, leave us a review, really, really helps the show. For everyone listening on Phoenix 92.5 FM, we'll talk to you next Saturday here on Near to Know Basis, See you then. Bye now.